It's the Tiltcast, episode 482. 300 hours of coffee. So much coffee. And this week, guys, we talk ah, Yakuza Like a Dragon, coffee Cyberpunk, biscuits. Coffee, Diablo Resurrected, yes. Final Fantasy XIV, and Mech Warrior V Legends of Kestrel Lancers. Stay tuned. Sour cream in your coffee? Fuck that. Oh. That's right. In stereo. In t- it's the oh. Tillcast. We're back. All yeah. together again. Oh boy. Oh boy. No more Skype. No bo- more Skype. The boys are back in town. The, the boys are back. Oh God. Here we go. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, I won't go there. Thank you. <laughs> I think the whole internet thanks you. But um, it is today is Saturday, nine twenty-five at nine ten p.m. Central Time. Yeah, seventy degrees. It's starting to feel a little like fall. Almost, is, almost, this is, almost. It's starting to feel a little bit almost. like almost. Hey, before we get started, we're an M-rated show. I'm Nuss. I'm Jason. I'm Rusty. Be prepared for an arbitrary amount of time's worth of bullshit. Bullshit. Some games, some news. You know what else it is today? Well, in five days. What? 11 years of doing the tilt cast. Holy ball sacks. Wow. <laughs> Welcome to the anniversary show. Oh, boy. I mean. 11 fucking years, man. Holy shit. I guess. I didn't. Honestly. I forgot about it until I thought about it. And then you're like... And it happened to me about a day ago that I thought about it. And then then you're like, well, we gotta be about it then. So, but um, we'll find a way to get everybody on the show again at some point. Yeah. I remember those those shows that those... Those absolute fucking voice messes that were the freaking like eight people around this little tiny goddamn table... I mean, we could get, let's see, you can get a shitload of people on a Skype call. I mean, yes. That we could. Yes, we could. Oh, my God. We almost got somebody on the Skype call. So, Casey is um, re-upped his National Guard, and so he's in Middle East right now. Okay. And he's eight hours ahead. So, it's uh, a little after five in the morning right now. Hmm. The next day, even. Yeah, the next day. He's We're talking to somebody that's in the future. Yeah. So, he's in the future, and then he uh, hit me up, and he's like, I'm just not going to sleep. I can't do it. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's no way. Normally, he's getting up about this time. Yeah. No. No, there's no way. Dude. I understand. He's got some stories for us at some point, but essentially... He's been able to get a little bit of R&R lately, so he's not in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. I can't really say where he's at unless he's able to say that, but I can tell you he's not in Afghanistan. Okay. He is in a uh, pretty safe place. I mean... So... Um, that's good. Yeah. Very good. So, anyways, long story short, um, we'll have him on at some point soon because he misses being on anything. As I mean, obviously. Been yeah. out in the Middle East for about six months now. He's been playing all kinds of not a goddamn thing. He's been playing Count the Specks of Dust. 
and there's a lot of specks of dust. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. um, man, it has not been that interesting of a week. I will say that much, but it'll be a much in- more interesting week for me as I go out to El Paso. Yeah. Um, for about a week. So I'll be gone next episode, which is we won't be doing next episode right. next week. Taking a little break so that he can go and have a road trip. Road yeah. trip. Me and Lola are going to see Jessica, so. Nice. Woo-hoo, road trip. Really couldn't find a dog sitter, but also she wants to see the dog. So. Oh, okay. Well, I mean. So my. my she gets uh, what she wants. Yeah. So been trying to find ways to make sure this trip goes well. We've been uh, taking little trips to make sure that Lola does okay with me going inside someplace while she sits in the car. Yeah. Um, and she's uh, passing these tests? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, got one primal issue right now is that I went to go get my oil changed and they said that there's oil leaking from my AC compressor. Mm. So, the only day I can spend... Or the only time that I can go mess with that is the day before I leave because my buddy Travis, um, he's going to get back from his trip um, next Wednesday. So Uh he said, come by the shop on Thursday when I get back in the store and uh, we can take a look at it and see if it's actually leaking or that's the shit that I put in it last time. Ah, okay. But I need to be able to leave the AC on for the dog while I'm in some place. And I, I'm going to drive 12 hours. I need to have AC. Yes. And Lola knows when she's being talked about because that, that activates her somehow. Yeah. Even though she can't hear anything. But yeah, she, uh, like I went into a Casey's the other day and just went and got, I was just testing it. I was like, I'm going to get a drink. So I got a drink and some beef jerky, brought her back some plain beef jerky mm-hmm. so that she got rewarded for sitting in the car like a big dog. Um, I went and got myself a spare key made. Did not realize there was a lot of process with this. I think I talked about this last time. It's $46 to get the key. Um, there is a whole programming process that they did not tell me about. And, yes, I'm an idiot. And also, I've had old as shit cars for a very long time. The car I have right now is 10 years old, but apparently it needs programmed to the ignition. I didn't know that. They wanted $135 programmed to the ignition. I was like, yep. I got really heated. I was like... So when I was here last time, you didn't tell me that. I just thought I needed to go get a key made, and it had to be made at the dealership so that it, you know, would work in my car. Um, but I just need another key so that I can lock the door and go poop while I'm on a road trip with my dog. He's like, "Well, I don't think that's going to work." I was like, "Let's try." So I turned the car on, rolled the window down just in case it didn't work. Locked the car, walked away 10 steps, walked right back over, unlocked it with the spare key, and I was like, not spending $135 a day, dude. <laughs> yeah. I was like, give me my receipt no. back, I'm leaving. Because, see, here's the, here's the thing uh, most people don't realize. So, for, for about 2008 to 2015, there are a lot of cars that require, require the key to be chipped for the ignition. Chipped door locks didn't start until about 2015, and it's been since then. Yeah, so literally all I needed to do was have a way to unlock the car so that I could, uh, you know, lock her in the car with the AC on. 
Well, and there you go. You've got it. And so now that, that works, um, I feel all right taking a road trip and, uh, you know, locking her in with the AC. I mean, I went and got myself some vape juice the other day, too, while she was in the car hanging out. Stock up. Yeah. And nope. when did a couple of other things where I just, like, randomly ran in a store for Beat. little things? I will tell you, be sure when you're traveling out there, be sure to have uh, have extra coils with you. I've got tons. And, and have a couple bottles of juice with you, because uh, in my experience... It, Going to straight and vape places is, uh, is, is, is bad well, times. There's also very... Uh, um, there's very few states that, like Oklahoma, have you know, private vape shops, like pretty much everywhere. Most Don't of them I are, know it. Most of them are down to convenience stores only. Don't I know it. Going up to, uh, going up to Michigan, it was like, you bring your own juice because uh, you get no flavors up there. Yeah. None. Yeah, if I go to East Coast, of course, you know, like Bloomberg's on a big campaign to... To ban it altogether because it's apparently more dangerous than smoking, according to Bloomberg. And that is super easy to pull out my soapbox. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop, too, without before I get into <laughs> politics. Yeah, because I could go there. Yeah, we could. But, but that's not that kind of show. Not that kind of show. But the uh, soapbox, so, go away. Yeah, so, you know, bought a jack, got myself cleaned up my car today. Got everything washed and like ready to go. And prepped. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty ready for this road. I haven't been on a road trip in like three years. I mean, you're preparing for a road trip. I remember times where there was no prep for road trips. Well, it you was. Know. You know what? I want to see Texas today. For some reason, I just feel it, and just get in the car and go. And, you know, then we get to Texas and be like, oh, well, there was nothing special there anyway. So, uh, <laughs> well, I didn't have other responsibilities. Oh, God, adulting. I mean, Don't I know that fucking feel just making sure that I got it. Like if there was no Lola involved, this would be pretty easy. I'd have gotten an oil change and I've been driving. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. You're, you're making it definitely more. Uh, There's a whole level layer of complexity. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I understand. Oh, definitely. Anytime you include an animal or a child in your road trip, funny. It's about the same kind. It of... Is. You can bring children in a store. That's true. Mm. You could bring a dog into your store, into a store. Just you know, get a little vest for her. See, is that she's your emotional support animal? <laughs> <laughs> the thought did cross my mind. Yeah, see, you'd actually be surprised how many convenience stores are actually pretty lenient with that. Yeah, just because they'd rather not get into any kind of conflict about it. Mm-hmm. Well, you see how Lola is excited about other people, so like that's just. Not yeah, that's, that's an emotional well, support animal. She is definitely not a seeing eye dog. Putting <laughs> putting her in uh, uh, in positions around strange people, I definitely understand. Considering she can't hear anybody. Yeah, 
She couldn't stand quietly in a line with me. She would be just bouncing all over the place. Of course. She's very excitable. Very excitable. I just... I've been... uh, I I have been jumped on twice since I sat down to actually start recording. She's tried mounting me, and I'm in the chair where she absolutely can't. Going to... Okay. For the newer listeners... The deaf dog likes to jump in your lap and lick your face. Yes. And we call it a mounting. Stand on your chest. And and we call it. That's why we call it a mounting. Yes. And she absolutely, absolutely has to do it at least once or twice. Or like last week, about six fucking times. (laughs) Um, I was watching on the camera like, oh my God. Six fucking times she's jumped up on my freaking chest. But she hadn't seen you in like a month. No, it was a couple weeks. It wasn't a so month. It was a month. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, fuck. Eh, it happens. Um. <clears throat> so yeah. Um. Puppy, pu- puppy love. <laughs> puppy, puppy love. Yeah, we've been trying to do this thing where we go. I don't want to walk forever, and she's kind of she wears me out walking, and she wears herself out walking because she pulls the whole time, and I don't know how to curb it. I know there's a special harness I can get that kind of lifts them off the ground when they do it. Um, I tried just like holding the leash really short and then mm-hmm. pull her up when she does it. Mm-hmm. And then she just like jumps up and spins when I do that. <laughs> it's a game now. Yay. <laughs> so what we do is we walk about half a mile up and then we jog the whole way back. And then she just enjoys the fuck out of it. When she gets back, she's like completely fucking wore out. And then it takes me about. I don't know, 10 minutes. Uh, see, you'd have to scrape me up off the pavement if that happened. I'd be like half, you know, halfway on the jog backwards. I would be like... Eh. It actually makes it a little bit easier because she's still kind of pulling. Because she's like, oh, I get to run now. So so half of his momentum's being carried by the dog. Yeah, I'm getting good distance with it. <laughs> it started off with being able to jog like this, how out of shape, like maybe like a block or two. Mush. Before I was out of breath. <laughs> and now I can jog the full like half mile back. So it's it's good for me. It's good for the dog. Okay. So if it's if it's good for you and it's good for the dog, I'm um it's helping me lose weight too. You're 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 doing better than me because the thought of you know the thought of jogging anywhere is uh not great. <laughs> <laughs> good old walk's good for you. Well yeah, I'd like to get my you know, I get some walking in, but it's not, I don't have a reason to like you do. Like, I don't have a dog to walk. So if I wanted to you walk, walk. You could walk, you could walk Lola for a week. No, you need to take the dog with you. Sorry. <laughs> it's already been stipulated by somebody else. Hey, you know, when I get married and have a honeymoon, I got to put the dog somewhere. Okay. Well, um. You didn't have to give me anything. You can take care of the dog for a little bit. Ooh. I mean, it's like the perfect wedding gift. Really? Dog sitting is the perfect wedding gift? New to me, man. Put that shit up on the friggin' internet somewhere. In their situation? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, hmm. I'll think about it. Or I could get you a, you know, stand mixer or something. (laughs) I mean, the alternative is for me to put her up with some stranger for 60 bucks a night. Well... She would 
she would she would find my apartment not super appealing. And I probably wouldn't find very much of anything else in my or, apartment afterwards. Or in a kennel for like eighty or ninety dollars. Oh night. fuck the kennel. Uh, I'd she'll take, break all she'll break all her teeth. I'll 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 take her for you know, before she ends up in a kennel, that's for sure. But um We found a nice little uh when we went to Arkansas back in March, we found a nice little uh privately owned one where they don't keep any more than six or eight dogs mm-hmm. at a time. So, you know, these huge, like, oversized kennels, and they've got staff on site all the time. So they've got three shifts of staff, so somebody's always there. Okay. Going between the dogs, Okay. I mean, that's, that's cool. And it actually wasn't priced any worse than any of the, the veterinarians that have. I think that... I think that you know Justin would much rather just have uh, no 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 cost and know that the dog is well probably loving me to death because uh, oh, she will. Well, here's the thing: like she wants to cuddle up and sleep next to somebody. Mm-hmm. I'd rather that not be a stranger. Joy, yeah, understand. I, to- I totally understand. <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> stranger danger. Uh, now, I I don't want to I don't want to share dendrites with someone else. Okay, it's all it's it's kind of odd sh- to I'll me sh- that you'll be that you'll be. I'd be okay in a survival situation. I would cuddle up next to you <laughs> over somebody I don't know. Yes. He's like, you know what? If we had to spoon. It wouldn't be super comfortable. I mean, we could, we could sleep we back could to back. Still, we could sleep back to back. We could we could definitely kind of spoon. Jason and I have already spooned, so it's all right. Um, and you know what? Sorry, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> if the zombies come, I'm pulling a Shane and I'm kneecapping his ass <laughs> because because he's gonna get at least ten to fifteen minutes worth of time out of my fat ass. Uh, they're gonna have to chew the fat a little bit. I'm just saying. Speaking of that, poor Otis. <laughs> I've been watching that again and catching back up, so I'm only a season and a half. You behind. know what? That I, you should have stopped at six. I start at was it six or seven <laughs> so where Negan re- was introduced? I think that's Negan. the last season I watched. Yeah. Did you watch through getting rid of Rick? No, because at the end of that season, I. I stopped. Yeah, it, the Walking Dead had completely lost any appeal for me at that point. I don't know. It's it's had some. It's the only time I've ever, I've actually watched it is when fucking he was watching it. So I, you know, let's just take the fact that there's zombies out of the equation because I know Rusty hates zombies, but I will say could be that anything else. The was this, is it Robert Kirkland? Um, yeah. So. I feel like he does a pretty damn good job of building characters and in a really fucked up situation. Right. And I feel like me and Jess were talking about this the other day. She was saying that I don't really care about zombies, but I started watching that with my boyfriend a long time ago and then ended up watching it for the characters. Cause I like the characters so much, even though the show's really fucked up. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and I, I think that's where I think that's where it lost me because by the end of that season, all the 
all the characters had kind of taken such a turn and that season being as brutal as it was on the mainstay cast that they, I just, it, was, it, was, they just it, it kind of lost me. They switched some of the main characters up. Yeah. So Michonne is probably the central character right now. And I always liked Michonne anyway. I yeah. think she's a badass character. Um, and I mean, so she's basically the central character of the show right now. She definitely took over the lead in that. But that was mainly because Rick went fucking cuckoo. Rick, so, is a, Rick is a great character, but I like him for all the reasons that most people don't like him for. A, because he reminds me of my dad. Mm. And they share a common yeah. name. And they look extremely similar. Yeah. Freakishly similar. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Andrew Lincoln with a beard is your dad. Mm. Yeah. He's about 20 years younger than my father. <laughs> okay. Um, and so for me, it almost felt like living through parts of my childhood because my dad had a lot of similar characteristics to him. My dad was my superhero when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like, Quite honestly, this guy lives in a freaking fantasy realm where he, uh, where, where, where the fucking zombie. Like apocalypse I'm basically Carl. Carl, I am Carl. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Carl ended up being a badass. Yeah, but uh, a touch kind of crazy too. Well, so they're all kind of crazy. Well, there was a well, lot. Of, look at what that kid been through. I mean, that's true. But the. There's a lot of really good characters. Like, the original characters are very good, but I will say, while it doesn't, it's just different. If I pull out of the fact that I'd never, if I'd never seen Rick, right? Uh, the whole Rick and Shane story, because that was kind of the central story yeah. at the very beginning, right? And you move on to the other side of the cast. There are some very memorable moments in the episodes I'm seeing right now. Um, and... Negan is actually still part of the story right now, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, they started following... Negan was their best villain. After 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 that season, as far as what, what I know of and have been told about subsequent seasons, they've been following the comic book storyline a little bit more closely than they were prior. But I'm just saying... The dude knows how to write characters, and yeah. the character development is very good. And some of the characters that used to annoy me don't annoy me anymore. Um, Eugene's one of my other favorite characters, um, just because of the whole... It's the overplayed, like, redneck character that's too smart for his own good. I mean... And he's got a rat tail. I mean, okay. Well, or a mullet or whatever he ends up sporting every time. It's just great. I mean... Yeah, it's uh, it's the, the thing about well, I couldn't get past the zombies part, honestly. Um, prior to that, so we go back to talking about stuff like that because it's extremely relevant to what we talk about anyway. Um, when that show came out, I guess at this point was like thirteen or fourteen years ago, right? Me and Trent were really big. I was big into zombies prior to me meeting Trent, but. Trent is also a huge zombie fan, right? So, like, there was... And she is just licky as fuck today. Yeah. She is She is. All, she is attacking Jason now. She's like, I gotta get me some of that Jason meat. <laughs> you can't get up here, though. I don't have any room for you, too. Oh, no. She's oh. gonna find a way. Go for it. Love will find a way. Oh, boy. 
It's so funny. <laughs> she gets like this this smiley look. Smiley, you know, smiley look in a pant going. But um, the pupper cast. Yeah, so like a lot of like the uh, original Dawn of the Dead, right? That was something me and Trent had watched several times together. The old George Romero flick. And then they did that remake of Dawn of the Dead, um, which is actually quite good. Um, and then George Romero had some really out there zombie movies, like what was it, Land of the Dead? And I don't know, like you just, they just became so cheesy, like there wasn't even commentary over it. There wasn't any kind of like social commentary that you could even take seriously anymore because it was so ridiculous. I never took any of them seriously. Well, I mean, the original one was had some decent social commentary on it. Okay, I'll take your word for it. But there hadn't been anything with like really good special effects that was decent that wasn't just a B or C movie for a long, long, long time. World War Z. World War Z. Oh, <laughs> fucking World War Z. Bullshit. <laughs> the closest thing we got that I really liked, even though it went against a lot of tropes, is 28 Days Later. Which I really like 28 Days Later, even though there's running zombies. Um, the, because they were recently infected and like fucking nuts. Yeah, but 28 Days Later was similar to I Am Legend in the fact that it wasn't necessarily really zombies well, as, I Am Legend as much as people mutated by a virus. I Am Legend. So I like the movie, but it literally does not follow the book at all. No, um, no. And even the old movie that. Uh, what was the name of that movie with Charlton Heston beforehand? Um, Omega Man. Omega Man, which is actually the name of the book. No, it's I am the uh, book's not called Omega Man. It's I Am Legend. <laughs> Check it while I'm we're talking. I've read the book. So the book. I haven't read the book. In a really so the biggest difference between that and the book is that in the book, the vampires—that's what I Am Legend is about. Vampires take over the world. It's not zombies. And so the vampires are taunting him and talking to him through the door and like trying to lure him out. And he's literally the only person who's not a vampire. And that's the premise of the book. He's the last man on earth kind of thing. Okay. Um, and then the movie for I am legend, it's the weird light sensitives, you know, mutants, even people. Yeah. Even then though, and you're right. I'm sorry, I was remembering wrong. It's been forever since I read that book. But even in the book, though, the mutations were due to disease. It wasn't. It was still a viral mutation. But it's just I don't know. That's what I was saying was similar, not the zombie versus vampire. But like whatever. when it comes to like monster tropes, right? Like I'm not a real yeah. big fan of psychos. Psychos actually freak me out quite a bit. Um, because it feels a little bit too like real, too much like real life. Oh, you mean? Huh. You mean there's psychos in real life? Just you know, and I listen to some, sh- I listen to some podcasts that talk about the fucked up lives of people like Albert Fish and stuff like that. You know, right, right, right. Um, but by no means do I want to watch the reenactment of the fucked up shit they did. You know what I'm saying? So like. What are you doing, Lola? She's licking the bottom of a box, like a random box. Your dog is weird. So anyways, um, <laughs> so the zombie trope, right? Like when you get into, I went on a weird tangent there. But when The Walking Dead came out, like it was literally the best special effects it ever had in anything like that genre, period. 
They just had some really good prosthetics for the zombies. That well, was... they had they had somebody who really knew what they was doing. So the guy that um, does all their special effects was the, I think, the Dawn of the Dead remake guy. Mm-hmm. And he takes that craft really fucking seriously. So, like, they do some digital overlay, but a lot of the close-up shot, shots well, are all prosthetics. I mean... It... The only things digital they do in close-up is, like, they use, like, weapons that are, like... Just the hilts of the weapons, and then the blood is digital. Now, Jesus, talk. Keep in mind, I'm not including streaming services in this, but that is still the best, uh, uh, the best practical and special effects on a TV series. Period. I I feel like they do an amazing job with that show. Um, AMC. Like if I ever got a chance to be a random walker for a day, mm-hmm. would totally take it. AMC puts their money where their mouth is when it comes to that part portion. Yeah, of it. it's it's not as popular as it used to be because I think it's just ran way too long. Yeah. And I think the season they're doing right now is supposed to be the last season. It is. But they got uh, Fear of the Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead's going to keep going. Which has some good characters in it, but it's not quite the same. Which I guess makes sense. I mean, Fear started, what, five or six seasons into The Walking Dead. So. Yeah. It started. I think it started the last season of Rick. I think she needs a. She needs you, Rusty. Look, this is called corporal cuddling. I'm going to corporal cuddle you. You are. You are getting all the cuddles right now, so that you don't need any more. <laughs> She's wagging her tail. I know. Uh, anyways, I will fight you. I will fight you. You're going to rile her up again. I will fight you. She's very happy. <coughs> Bet she just caught you in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Launched off like a platform. <laughs> <laughs> Rusty's awake. <laughs> Bet you don't need the rest of that G Fuel. Ah, That was both hind paws. Perfect aim. (laughs) Launched. One paw for for each berry. (laughs) Oh, she taught me. I'm going to have to start wearing a cup whenever I come over. Yeah, the Holy other, shit. The other day she was getting really excited because <laughs> I love my dog, right? Ooh. So every break I take her out and we go play rope for a little bit and bring her back in. I don't, my breaks are for a while. And uh, I got over there, but I didn't bring the rope. And she brings the rope over and looks at me and looks at the door. And I was like, I'm getting a glass of water first. So I put the glass down and I turn around and she like straight up stood on her hind legs and rabbit punched me right in the dick. <laughs> She's like, nope. <laughs> oh, oh, I, oh, I'm going to feel that for a while. But, um, um, it does bring me around. So I've been wanting to play a zombie game, but I didn't play a zombie game. I've watched a shitload of Walking Dead the last couple of days. Um, and I did play more pillars, right? So I'll just lay that on the table. I'm still having fun with that in turn-based mode. But uh, 
If you want a good CRPG, that's probably one of the top five, honestly. Pillars 2. Yeah. Um, I did uh, talk about some new. Um, I played a little bit of Diablo. Resurrected. Oh, boy. I'm having fun with it. Okay. Rusty, Rusty is very decidedly... I'm, I am... Anti-Diablo uh, right now. I am, and I get it because of the sentiment that's going on in the company, but not everybody that works at a company of like 10,000 employees is shit. It's not that. I'm not worried about that. What I am worried about is, you know, we had we had a very, very um, in-depth discussion until we mutually decided to drop it before people started throwing things through the internet. Um, <clears throat> Rusty doesn't want remakes. He wants new games. I want innovation. If you want to put out another Diablo game, put out another Diablo game. But what if, if what is theirs still works? What what if what is there still works? What do you what do you mean? Not every I we've had this discussion. Not everything has to be reinnovated every single time. I get wanting a new Diablo. I want a new Diablo as well. But I've also wanted to play this game again. For a long time, but so you, I don't want to play it in Super Nintendo graphics. I mean, it was made in Super Nintendo graphics. Okay, if in in that sense, I wanted I, I want to play Chrono Trigger without Super Nintendo graphics. Am I going to get that? Probably not. I want to play a lot of fucking games that came out in the Super Nintendo Sega Genesis era that probably won't be released. And the ones that are, I I rebel against. To be honest, it's kind of like a it's it's I I want one on one hand I want those games to come around. On the other, I don't. I want them to be new experiences, not just repaints and repolishes. So you know, for instance, the uh, the the direction they went with Final Fantasy VII remake, do that. It is. A completely different game. It plays completely differently, and it uh, it explores a bit of, a bit of the story that kind of got glossed over in the original. Go for it. That is that's the kind of you know content that's based off of the old game, but provides you with a new experience. I'm going to be able to play Final Fantasy VII Remake and not know exactly what's going to happen, and is going to add more context to the story. If I go and play Diablo 2 Resurrected, I am going to get the exact same thing I played, you know, when it came out fucking years and years ago. Well, I told you this. I would play Fallout 1 and 2, quote-unquote, Resurrected. Just, you know, just rehashed with better graphics. Absolutely. They were great games. Okay. And... Hmm. So it gets to a point There's, where, like, right now you almost have to emulate it to make it work right because it was made on such different hardware. But, and it's like the size of the screen. So, like, max resolution on Fallout 1 is like 800 by 600. Well, it's been that was the way games were in 1997. That, right. So, it's been 24 years since that game came out, right? Fallout 2 came out in like 1999. Want to say something like that? Like, those games are so old at this point 
Like, so it's, I would not. What they had was great. And and then okay, so nostalgia sells for sure. It's if obvious it was a good, because if it was an amazing product back then. Why can't it still be an amazing product? Well, and okay, if you have a game that is that old and you want to, uh, you want to brush it up, then obviously there's a market because they've been selling these things like fucking hotcakes for the past fucking year and a half. The the thing is, is that. We currently in the situation right now are not experiencing anything really fucking new, and that's why you rebel so hard. Because and in the I year of twenty twenty one, shit, shit for shit there has is, come out. Is not very much that is new concepts, new you know, new art coming out. It's just rehashes of the old shit. Final Fantasy did the same fucking thing with their fucking re, you know their pixel remasters. It's the same fucking games. From, you know, from, you know, fucking ages ago. And... Grossy salty because he doesn't have anything new to play this year. You know, (laughs) they're the same fucking games, but they look better, right? Okay, they look, you know, the sprites look better or whatever. It's it's built for modern, you know, modern machines. That's great. So, are you saying that in another fucking 20 or 30 fucking years, they're going to remaster the fucking remasters? Uh, is this what we're going for right now? No, they'll remaster things every 20 years or something. Well, are we ever going to see anything fucking new? Is, is everything Not this old? Year. Is everything old new again? Does that have a second cycle? Does it have a third cycle? I mean, are we going to be playing the same games fucking 80 years from now? I mean, where does it end? I mean, we get the same fucking thing from you know from the movie industry. I start to say they're just following Hollywood in that suit. Yeah, and and that is and and that right there makes it. I mean, I haven't been to a fucking movie since fucking Star Wars, and boy, I wish I could have got my money back. Um, I mean, Deathloop came out. Okay, so and Deathloop is you know Deathloop is. New, um, but I haven't played it. <laughs> I haven't played it because it didn't. Uh, what's that? Oh my fucking god! Are you shitting me right now? Act Razor Renaissance. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> While we're talking about this, wait, wait. Is this 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 doesn't? I'm, <clears throat> I don't. I haven't looked at it. I just saw the title and I was like, Actraiser. I remember Actraiser. Okay, gameplay, gameplay. Oh, Jesus Christ! There it is. Um, is it a remake? I, I, I will be honest with you. I have very little experience with Actraiser. I couldn't get my hands on Actraiser when I was a kid. Um. It looks a lot like it, it looks. It, it looks similar, but it has. Uh, it looks like uh, it has some um, uh, Japanese manga style art in between. Which that story, you know, that game was so bare bones that didn't you didn't even realize why you were doing what you were doing back then. Yeah, um, it's so a remake. It's a remake. Yeah. Okay, I kind of figured. 
but the thing is, is that they're using the actor aging name, and I'm like, okay, well, I mean, that's definitely just preying on nostalgia just on the name alone. No, it's literally the same game, redone with new graphics. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yay. That just came out. That just came out. Thanks, Square. That's a Square Enix game. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everything old is new again. Um, well, I know where you're coming from. There, just, are, there are some things that I don't mind. I don't mind the Mass Effect Trilogy remake. And I don't mind but did Diablo we, 2 remake. Did, did we really need one? See, see I don't... I, I want new experiences that tie into the old shit. Yes, I understand. There's an entire generation out there that may not have even seen this old shit. But... We also had a major delay in workload this year. Well, I mean, that is why 2022 is going to be the year of game, because literally everything is coming out in 2022. Um, No, I I understand what you're saying, Rusty. I would have much rather seen a follow-up to Andromeda than than a remaster of the original series. Not saying I didn't purchase it and I didn't play it, because I obviously did, but... But the thing is, is that you could have had a completely different yeah. game that was new experiences and furthered the story and probably corrected the downfalls of Andromeda. Uh, and it would have come off as a much stronger experience than just, up, you know, upresing the previous games. Yeah. You know, the thing, see, with old titles, go with a completely different medium or remake them like Final Fantasy VII. Okay? That way you can add something new while still tying into the old story. Or if you go with a completely different medium, go with, you know, you know, instead of... Uh, you go with... You go the Castlevania route, where it turns into a Netflix series. It still adds more to the story without being, like, a straight ripoff from the game. You know? Yeah. And if Deathloop has had, it came out to mixed reviews, and now it's at seventy five percent positive. And it, yeah, the but um, it looked kind of generic, which is why I didn't pick it up. The 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 premise of like a Groundhog Day situation. It was more of like a first person, and it had the uh, the the abilities that was kind of dishonored like uh, abilities. It, it, I, I don't know. It just didn't. It didn't. It didn't appeal to me. Um, games that have this, you know, like a, a similar loop over and over and over again, are only fun for me for like the first few loops. And for you know, for a full price game, if it's going to be like that, I mean, you know, it's one of the reasons why I can enjoy Hitman once. I can go through the levels once. I am not the guy that's going to go through the levels and find like the 80 different ways that you can finish the level. Yeah. You know, it's great that there's 80 different ways that there's going to be a, you know, that that you can finish the fucking level, but I'm not going to be the one that's going to go through the same fucking level over and over again to find them all. I'll play games like that to a degree. It depends on the game. So Atomicrops is kind of like that, but you're getting something every time you play the loop. But Atomicrops is also roguelike, and you don't know what you're going to get every time. So 
that is so what is death loop then the death loop is not that from my understanding i don't i don't know i can't i can't say for certain because i haven't fucking put my hands on it um but i just knew that it was i'm not into a first person right now uh and i'm also you know wasn't the biggest fan of dishonored i know you might want to fucking like you know hate on me for that but no I don't hate on you. It, it was. It, it's not the. Bi- I was not the biggest fan of it. I like Dishonored. Dishonored. I mean, I liked it enough, but it. I wasn't. It wasn't. Dishonored was key. was a decent game with a with an okay story plot mm-hmm. that just wasn't executed very well. I think it was executed okay. It just had a really wonky melee system is what yeah. it was. It, well, there were some mechanics that were off. Yeah. And there if were, you couldn't immediately and instantly kill something, it was yeah. really wonky. And, and there were some story beats that just didn't feel right. But yeah, I mean, it, and that's what kept it from being a great game. Yeah. It was... But for a wholly original idea, it was good. I might be able to, you know, to get into Deathloop, but I'm obviously, you know, it's it's not a not a game I picked up day one, and um, I probably won't pick it up until it's on a sale. Um, but that's just me. I mean, I I don't I I never actually read any reviews. I heard that it was getting kind of shit on at first, but. You know, that's just the, you know, that's just the review cycle. I don't take a whole lot of stock in that anymore. Um, but when it comes down to it, um, I have very limited gaming dollars now at this point. Uh, so what, do I want to spend 60 bucks in a game that I don't think I'm going to enjoy? Probably not. Just well, straight up. I thought it would be on Game Pass and what they did with it <clears throat> is they, so it was set to be a PlayStation exclusive when it came out. So it came out on PlayStation 5 and PC only. And so it's not a Game Pass game. So that just, I guess, after one year, because these are agreements made before Bethesda got bought out by Microsoft. Right. Um, then it'll probably be on Game Pass is what the speculation is. Mm. So maybe at that point I'll play it um, once it's on the pass of games. Yes. But I'm just not... Not really feeling it. Yeah, I just didn't want another first person right now. Um, that and I'm kind of, I'm kind of bought into, and really the only thing that I can, you know, I, I can set up right now as far as as gaming is concerned is what I've got currently. It's either going to be on Game Pass or it's going to be Final Fantasy. And that's just the way that's going to be. Um. I've been playing the fuck out of Final Fantasy XIV. Um, a, a lot of it. Uh, so, my my biggest goal for, you know, for this time is just to, you know, to fill as much time as I possibly can. Whatever free time I've got, uh, I'm, I'm putting towards... Baking coffee. You know, well, not just making coffee, but I do make a lot of coffee in that game. Uh, making coffee or coffee biscuits, coffee cookies, everything is about coffee. It's got coffee beans in it, so therefore it's 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 coffee something. Um, one of those two things is coffee or coffee beans, uh, or coffee or coffee cookies. Um, 
but no, I, I've been spending a lot of time actually just, uh, you know, leveling up all of the, you know, all of the jobs and experiencing all of the jobs that are in that game, uh, which is not something that I had done before. I, you know, primarily played a healer, uh, a healer or a tank, but I never actually played a, a DPS of any kind. Um, not seriously anyway. Uh, so I decided that I was going to level literally all the things and, um, that is, a, is, is there a slash played command? There is a slash played command. When was the last time you checked? I have not checked it. Um, I don't want to know the number. Um, I am. You think sh- you've passed Warframe? Um, well, m- maybe, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm probably... You've been playing it every night for about three months. I think it's close. Are you sure? Are you, I would are you sure? it's close. Are you sure? Are you think? I, I don't I don't know. Um, if I had to wager a guess, it would be like between, you know, like, I, I guess 35 days at 24 hours. You know, because it do, does the whole days thing. So... Um, 35 times 24. You do the math. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, I might have put in almost as much time as How Warframe. many hours did you have in Warframe? Uh, I think it was 1100. I think I, that's what, or it was over a thousand. I have put a lot of time in, you know, in really grindy games. <laughs> 1143, sir. 1143. See, I was pretty close. <laughs> 43 hours off. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would venture, um, you haven't been playing, you've been playing it as hardcore as you're playing Warframe, but you haven't been playing it as long, as many months, but right. you did play it before. So this year, my guess is you got probably about 500 hours in it. Maybe. I think, I think that might be close, but. I don't know. The um the the reality though is is I, I'm I'm having fun with it and that is all I can ask for really. Um you know, I'm I'm having fun doing what I you know, something that I hadn't done before. Uh so it's not just the same old grind, it's like it's a whole new grind basically every other week. Um as I learn a, a whole new job. Uh, so it's been interesting. There's been ups and there's been downs. Uh, I, I hate tanking. Uh, so, uh, pretty much any of the tank classes are kind of like, you know, they're the last things I'm leveling at the moment. Uh, and it's going to be a hell of a slog to get through them. Uh, but as soon as I do, I will never look back. Um, my first love in that game is healing. Uh, I, I like the idea of sitting back, watching the whole battle happen and re, you know, and either, uh, knowing what's going to happen and reacting to it or preparing for, uh, you know, preparing for that kind of thing. You know, so if I know a lot of damage is coming out, I'm going to position myself in the right spot so that I can, you know, I can heal it up, uh, or, stay out of the AOEs or the things, you know, things of that nature. I'm, you know, I, I like that kind of wide, you know, wide view where I'm not constantly worried about a rotation or fucking up a rotation. I just use the tools that I have. 
which is kind of nice. <clears throat> um, with the uh, with with Endwalker coming out, there's a lot of fucking changes that's you know that's going to be happening to that game, including a whole new uh, healing class that I get to learn, and a whole new you know melee DPS class that I'm you know that I'm going to get to learn eventually. Uh, and you know, 10 levels to, you know, to grind on literally all the jobs again, uh, so that I can kind of see what's new and different for those. Um, that, and it is the culmination of the eight year old story that's, you know, that's been told throughout the entirety of the entire run of Final Fantasy 14. So it is, that is going to be like the epic conclusion to this really long fucking story. Like the, the, the main story quest line, um, to get through all of the story. If you watch all of the cutscenes, it's about 300 hours. That's 300 hours worth of like, you know, final fantasy, the movie. Womp womp. Not for me. (laughs) But the thing is, is that, that you have to, you know, you have to realize that if you was to break that up into, uh, you know, into chunks as they're released, they're only releasing maybe, you know, four to six hours worth of, you know, worth of story content every, you know, every patch, right? And it just adds up to be 300 <clears throat> over time. So people who come in at, you know, at the eight year anniversary are going to be looking at like all of that, you know, all of that detail that everybody else has seen in, you know, six hour chunks, you know? So it's, it's a, it's a thing that, uh, I actually enjoy I'm caught up on the story, so I don't feel like I'm, you know, so you have at least 300 hours. I have it. Well, of course of at least 300 hours. Shit. I've got a three, about 300 hours just making coffee. Um, but yeah, uh, 300 hours of coffee. I mean, coffee needs to be made, man. Um, the having drank about, uh, half of that in G fuel. Oh, of course. Uh, the, uh, uh, with, with Endwalker coming out, of course, a, I'm really interested in seeing, you know, where the end of the story goes because it's, kind of taken really weird twists and turns as time went on. Uh, and not everything is as expected going into, uh, you know, and into Endwalker. So, um, I really want to see how they, you know, how they finish the story out, but they also have stated straight up that this is not the end of the game. It's just the end of the first story arc, you know? So, that is, you know, they're looking at possibly another 10 years worth of Final Fantasy 14, you know, and they've got a lot more story to tell. And if there's one thing that Square Enix is really good about, and that is they're, they're really good about telling a story. Uh, they've done a fantastic job on, you know, on, you know, the Final Fantasy series telling stories like, I remember the first time I played through Final Fantasy X and got to the twist. I was like, oh, oh shit. Oh, wow. That's, and it wasn't, it's not the twist that everybody's thinking. The twist had to do with Arn. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. That, I, I was like, oh, 
oh wow yeah that was that was a you know that was the twist that you know that got me i i kind of figured from there the second twist but um yeah they they do a really good job of it so i'm i'm interested in seeing what they're going to do with final fantasy 14 going forward uh i'm really interested in seeing the uh the sage class uh, as you know, as that class is a healer that does all of its healing or most of its healing through damage, uh, and how that's going to work in the you know in the framework of Final Fantasy XIV, um, I'm I'm totally down with it. I want to see I want to see how that works. I need to get my hands on it. I got till what is it November uh, November nineteenth? I think is the uh, uh, is the first day of the. Uh, <clears throat> finger quotes early access um basically you know when they bring the servers up the people who have pre-ordered get access to it that day and everybody else that had not pre-ordered will get access to the you know to the main story quest three days later that's that's all it really means (laughs) so i wanted to kind of scooch a little bit jason did you get some gaming in i did What'd you what'd you game? So I I played a little bit of Cyberpunk since the new patch just to see what all they fixed and there's not hardly any error left in the game. Now they should just give us new content, damn it. Um so I put a few hours in that, but most of it um I followed your recommendation and I went and played Yakuza Like a Dragon. Oh, yeah? What you think? It's interesting. Yeah? I'm playing it more for the story than I am for the mechanics. I'll say that much. Do you got a a bum in your party? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) We're just going to leave it at that. Bum bum in your party. Got it. I mean, it's its own class. It is. It is. Pretty wicked class, too. Yeah, bum bum's got bum's got skills in that game. <laughs> bum is a fucking monster. How, how far did you get so far? Um, I've I've actually really liked the story in that game. I have to think about because it it's been a couple of days since I played. This and guy I was half asleep. Well, where's I, your where's your? I base? was half a I was half asleep when I. When I slept, uh, Wait. or when I, <laughs> I was half asleep when I stopped last time. Wait, um, Wait what? Half asleep when he slept. I'm. Yeah. I mean, half asleep. When I, 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 ha- I know that feel. Um, <laughs> I'm a couple missions after uh, uh, getting that initial apartment. Okay. Okay. You. That's... I will tell you, there's a shitload of content in that game. Um, do yourself a favor and just play. Just don't worry about where you're at. You can grind to get a little bit more levels. That's fine. There's a couple of things that you can do early on to help complete some quests, which I kind of wish I'd have done. So when you get to the, it's like dial a hero or whatever, just go through with it um, and do some of that stuff. Because I'm having a little bit of difficulty now that I can't find the low level enemy since I just kind of like shelved that for a second. Um, 
but the mechanics are pretty cool. You're going to get to a point where Ichiban can change his class, and so can your bomb, and so can everybody in your party. So you will not be restricted to that. I will say one pro tip. Pro tip um, make Ichiban a demolitionist once. You get some you get some skills just that are inherent to each class, and it'll allow him to break walls. Gotcha. So you could change him to that class and then change him right back if you want to. Um, but yeah, there's like two XP systems. So there's XP for your character, which levels your base stats, mm-hmm. and then XP for your class, which gives you new abilities. Um, so the XP for your character literally just gives you like health and energy, yeah. all, all the other stuff. Um, and then you get to the business minigame, and I highly suggest you watch a guide on the business minigame once you open your first business. Okay. Um, I'll just leave it at that. You're going to, there's a whole, that game is weird as fuck. Um, yeah, it is. But I mean, this, it's, it's pretty regret, pretty, pretty, the crazy. story is pretty great though. Yeah. I actually, I find because Ichiban is somebody our age or actually a little bit older than us, he's in his early forties. I think yeah, he's, he's in his early forties when he gets out of prison. Yeah. So like, and then that's just the start of the game. There's a lot of cutscene at first. That was a whole lot of cutscene at first. Oh I, yeah, I felt was, like the first hour and a half was 15 you, minutes of game time and about were, an yeah. hour of cutscene. Yeah, you were playing 15 minutes for 30 minutes worth of cutscene. Um, but then after that, there is a lot of gameplay. And he's gonna give me shit about Final Fantasy 14. There's basically, not 300 hours of cutscene in Yakuza. Final Fantasy 14 is basically like fucking six of the Yaku- uh, of Yakuza's back to back. But the thing about Final Fantasy is there's whole du- whole dungeons devoted to a cutscene. I I'm not about that. Wait, no. What do you What do you mean a whole dungeons you know, uh, devoted to a cutscene? What do you? You expect? literally told me that there is literally dungeons where you play for very little and the rest of it is a fucking movie. There's two dungeons and they're fixing that. It's been a problem for a while, granted, but you only ever have to do those. Uh, you literally those just said there twice. was 300 hours of cutscene. It's 300 hours of story, not necessarily all cutscene. If you're a speedreader, you could probably get it through faster. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, if you go through any any uh jrpg you're going to experience this you're giving I me make, shit about my make, jrpg make, but it's perfectly fine for your jrpg i see what's going on here i don't make coffee in that game <clears throat> so anyways um no you just have a bum in your party i just have a it's a party-based rpg <laughs> um well, we call those dragoons <laughs> they There's tank no... they tank floors <laughs> And they also make fun of a lot of anime tropes in the game, too, which yeah, is pretty funny. We, we make fun of ourselves in, in Final Fantasy, so. <laughs> Anyways, I just, Ichiban's a relatable character because he's a, it's a rag to riches story. And maybe not rag to riches, but just like from nothing to something, right? And then yeah. there's a lot of parts of it that are like really charming and like kind of pure. Well, Ichiban like he's, got, gets fucking wrecked at the beginning of the game. Yeah, I mean, but like he picks... He picks up a bat and decides he's going to be a hero. Yeah. Right? Like, that's what he wants to be. He wants to be a hero. He doesn't want to be a fucking dirtbag. Didn't you guys see those dudes transform? Uh, the fuck are you talking about, Ichiban? 
There's a lot of that too. So like the game is pretty mature in that it does use a lot of adult language. Okay. Not, not not to a ridiculous degree, but like conversationally. And like I was talking about several episodes ago, like it, he's he's got it's a certain kind of like watching a Cohen Brothers movie. The fucks are in just the right place. Huh. They're not necessarily commas, but they're accentuating. Yes. Okay. They are, but like he's obviously got some issues or they're just taking liberal license with the way that he sees the world and that oh he, yeah this is the one where he fucking like thinks that he you know he in his mind the bat is like way more powerful than it really is correct and like you get when you get to the jobs you'll have different outfits that you can put on with those jobs and one of those is literally a suit of armor that so when he goes into combat like there's a screen wipe and then they're in like battle costume like a really overactive imagination. Okay. I have a very overactive imagination. Like there are these dudes well. that there are these dudes that are wearing trash bags um that have like trash powers. So the wearing and then there's what? There's the flashers which you got to beat up, right? The guys in trench yeah. coats that flash you. You're not seeing anything. But like he's got a very overactive imagination. I do, it's a really interesting game. Um and it's got a, a very long tail on it, too. Um, it is well worth your time if you're into any kind of party-based it, RPG. It's interesting. It's, it's like Final Fantasy, but like a lot more grown up. Well, Final Fantasy can be grown up. What are you talking about? I mean, is it a coming-of-age story? In... It's not a coming-of-age story in Final Fantasy fourteen. It's a coming-of-age story in all the rest of them, though. Mm, debatable debatable think about it it's not a coming of age story for Final Fantasy 7 it's a mercenary he's a, it looks like he's 12 he's a fucking mercenary and he's not 12 he's and you're, like and you're, and you're, and you're, and you're <laughs> that is a limit <laughs> there's like one adult in the whole party which one Barrett uh, Barrett Barrett is the only adult in that party Barrett is only <laughs> Barrett's not the only adult in that part. They're all supposed to be adults, but they all have the maturity and actions of Final teenagers. Fantasy VII Dude, starts with like... a mercenary, you know, working for a terrorist group that, but because wants Final to bomb a freaking corporation. Because Final Fantasy VII was made with kids in mind and not adults in mind, the dialogue and choices and maturity level of the character okay is so very low. cloud doesn't say fuck <laughs> just, okay i mean i mean he gets pretty close i mean he does cross dress i'm not, a, I'm not even talking game. about the fucks i'm just talking about his relationship with the characters the, there's some there's some really there's some really weird dialogue in final Fan the original final fantasy 7 that i mean I'm just. If you were an adult, you would definitely understand it. But they wrote it. They, and, and they wrote I, it. I'm, so not, that it would, I'm just. And my mentality's like... changed with Final Fantasy, in that the <laughs> gameplay for a lot of Final Fantasy games is pretty fun. But the story to me is like, at almost forty years old, like just isn't clicking anymore. No, and, and I feel like you're discounting this a little bit. Sid and Vincent clearly are not like teenagers. I I will grant I, you. I will grant you Cloud looks like a teenager. I will grant you that. Vincent's so a fucking it's vampire. Like, it's like a bunch of fucking old dudes with a bunch of like 18-year-old girls. I mean, that's kind of the trope. Well, it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> it's 
that that's that's anime for you though. <laughs> that, that is Another the anime trope I'm... right there. I mean that that is that is that's Japanese anime. That 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 is how that works. The creepy old guys and the doesn't you make know, it right. Teenager, you know, looking chicks. It's what it's it's part it's part of the charm. It, it is. I think it's part of the charm. I've, that's one of the things that uh, that I, will I just re- come res- to expect from you know from that type of stuff. I mean, coming There's, to the point where I am a stepfather to a now almost nineteen year old. Now, granted, creeps me the fuck out. Now, granted, when they do show uh, older women in uh, you know in anime, they're almost always really badass characters yeah so i mean they do actually have them there like it it is a thing um it's just more often than not they're you know 18 (laughs) (laughs) but moving along i think what yukosa nails is to me the characters a lot more relatable than a lot of jrpgs even though like there's a lot of fantastical stuff in yakuza like a dragon the main storyline or the main thread you're following is a guy that just wants to do the right thing and it keeps getting fucked over and over and over again. Okay. And he keeps bouncing back. Like he has, like there's moments where he feels like he can't go any further. And then there's a moment of levity that straightens it back out. Like it's just, it's got a pretty solid core story. Um, I've, I'm only a little bit burned out right now because I got burned out with a grindy section of the game and wanted to play something a little bit different for a minute. I'm sorry. And I saved it for when I'm on vacation, when I have things, points of nothing to do. So that's what I'll be probably playing. Can You can't play Grindy Game. I mean, I can't play Grindy Games. I play Seven Days to Die and Battletech and Diablo, Diablo fucking resurrected. Diablo is like the perfect Grindy Game. <laughs> Whatever. Pretty fucking fun. I got a Necromancer. He's a badass. He's not dead. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm just gonna give you shit. I, I, you, you know you do whatever you want. Um, I actually did play something else new though. What's that? So unlocked my Mech Warrior Five game. Yeah, and there was a new DLC that dropped. That is pretty cool so far. I don't have a lot to say about it because I've only started playing it today. But it's called uh, Legend of the Kestrel Lancers. Um, there's been some crazy UI improvements with that game. I mean, not that they shouldn't have been included to begin with, like loading bars on screens and things like that. But like your map used to be, you had to hit a map key to see the map. And now the map is right in the middle of your heads up display on your Mac, along with enemy positions that are on your radar that are within line of sight of your character. Even though, like if you're not pointed at them, it doesn't matter. But if they are within line of sight of the Mac, you will see them on your radar on inside your Mac, which is kind of neat. Um, they added punching, so right melee. Yes, I add. I made a uh, made a brawler out of a warhammer, and so my warhammer has four flamers, two machine guns, two uh, two fists, and a couple of ER lasers on it. So the ER lasers are really just to snipe shit while I'm trying to get within a hundred meters of them so that I can use machine guns and flamers and fists. And I have one button that is four flamers and two machine guns and another button that is punch. And so it's like fucking rock and sock and robots. It's the left and the right hook as they get in close. And uh, 
fucking punching a spider in the back and just like exploding the fuck out of it is really satisfying. Right. Um, Do they have a hatchet man yet? Um, I don't know. Cause I, like I said, I've only played it for a couple hours. I watched a lot of walking dead yesterday and today, but, um, I don't know why you'd waste that time, but <laughs> I haven't watched, I actually haven't watched TV in about three weeks. I, I can't really say that I've done any, anything more than YouTube. So I understand. So, but anyways, yeah. So I might show you guys in the break, but the, uh, there's a whole new campaign with that. They've got career mode was unlocked with the last DLC heroes in the new sphere. Um, there are more variants of mechs that are opened up. There are new paint jobs that opened up. Um, there are some new weapons, but the punching is actually pretty interesting. Just because, like, it, like, finalizes having a brawler, right? Like, I'm literally going to take this Warhammer and I may t- might take the lasers off and make everything fucking short range and maybe just give it, like, an LRM-10 or something for shooting helicopters as I rush in to punch shit and then light it on fire. Um it's extreme. The melee, once I figured I, it out, got extremely I satisfying. Generally, don't recommend explosive payloads on a brawler. Well, I'm just going to put it in the foot or something. What do you? Yeah, so that you can fucking hop around on one well, foot while I punching figure, things. I figure if I take the lasers off and I give it jump jets, I can jump on the backside of things and backstab literally. Okay. Okay. But, okay. It opens up a lot of things. There's also a hot swapping feature now. So you can rebind all the keys, but I have it bound to Y. And I know that seems kind of weird. But so I hit Y and it just instantly teleports me into the other mech. There's not a way. I don't know if I can target a mech and then hit Y and get in that one. So you kind of have to hot seat a couple of times. It's just whatever the next one is in the list on the left that shows all your health bars. So you're taking over the other pilots? Yeah. Okay. So you take over the other pilot altogether which made it really interesting for me playing missions because i'd start off a mission in like my archer catapult right like just blasting away and then i'd hot swap over to the brawler once we got close or you know within like say 800 meters right so hot swap to my orion or my warhammer and then go to town while the ai pilot you know shot fucking missiles from behind lines right okay um and so it just made it a little bit, I mean, you can always say, like, everybody attacked my target, right? But it made it a little bit more strategic in that way that I could jump into different types of mechs for the situation. Or I got into a situation where I was playing my catapult, and it literally has, like, two small lasers and two LRM-20s. And so it's pretty useless up close, and a whole bunch of shit rushed me. So I was like, okay, I need to protect my catapult. I jumped in my Orion, which has, like, three large lasers and two SRMs. And rolled the fuck out of it with my Orion, and then once what was up close got away, then hopped back into my fucking catapult. Um, so that hot swapping feature is pretty neat. I think it's a lot of like quality of life, and then there's a whole bunch of extra missions that you can do. I'm still playing career mode, so I can just play forever, I guess. Right. Well, I mean th- that kind of that kind of change uh, to be able to access the uh, the other pilots uh, and be able to basically swap roles halfway through uh through a mission is kind of big for uh you know for Mech Warrior 5 because you know before you had basically a role and that was all you had. Like you started off in the you know in the catapult, you were going to finish that mission in the catapult. Uh so 
you know, you had to rely on AI to kind of do some of the key, you know, like well, strategic shit. And I feel like AI is getting better. Like there would be times before, let's say a couple months ago, I'd be running my catapult, right? Or I'd have it as my AI lance and they choose to use the small lasers on front instead of the 40 LRMs on the bolt, you know? Okay. And you're just like, why? <laughs> why? Why would you do that? <laughs> and you've it, got... You've got way more firepower on your shoulders, dude. Just fire LRMs in that game are way better than they are in Battletech. I will say that. Okay. Just because... I'll just give you an example. So I was running into a Charger today, which is a heavy... A really heavy armor mech with very light armament. So it's got a shitload of armor, right? Mm -hmm. And I was running my Archer, which is basically an LRM-50, with two medium pulse lasers. And I either got it on, like whatever it's called where it just chain fires mm-hmm. or I've got LRM 50 mode, which will give me about four shots before I'm starting to overheat. And I've got to kind of like slowly fire a couple banks of missiles at a time until I, def- you know, my, my heat drops or, or you find yourself a little puddle to sit in. Yeah. So there was this charger and I was battling it with my Orion and I wasn't doing so hot cause it's got really good armor. It kept getting in a really good position where I couldn't see anything, but like one of the arms, it kept peeking around a corner and shoot me. So I just hopped in my archer and fucking fired like six salvos and fucking melted that charger. <laughs> it's like you're gonna hide behind the corner. Doesn't okay. matter. Doesn't Bye. matter. Just watch wave after wave after wave of missiles just melt your fucking armor. Just because the LRMs go up and over fucking obstacles. So yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, even the little HUD for like what kind of damage you're doing, like it goes. So you damage a piece of armor. Now it's yellow. If you damage the internal. The internal part of that picture goes mm-hmm. red, so you can kind of tell if you're hitting internal components as you're going, so you can know what you're hobbling, so to speak. Right. Um, overall, though, um, I mean, if you're into that kind of thing, it's never been better. I think it's I think it's pretty tits right now. I mean, it's it sounds like they did a pretty damn good job at it. I'm there's also a whole bunch of biomes, and there's supposed to be mega cities and a bunch of other stuff that I haven't run into with the story missions. Um, on a whole bunch of handcrafted missions, so to speak, but I haven't gotten that far. Um, I may start a new campaign. I don't think I'm going to. I kind of like the career mode and what I got my loadout right now. Right. Oh. And I've got a lot of fucking money, so. I, I don't know. Just, I'm having fun with it. I would just fuck around with what you've got, man. I mean, it's the, a good, like, get in and get out kind of game. Like, I want to play a couple missions. I want to blow some shit up. I'm going to play some Mech Warrior. Right. And that's just the kind of game it is. I could probably play it through the rest of this year, honestly. Um, I mean, we have to look at what we can play because, God damn it, it's a decent, it's a very good B game. And it's fucking mechor. Yeah, but anyway, we call it a B game. It's it's like a double A game. Uh, maybe the story's still shit. But well, I mean, the story for, has been, has been shit for pretty much every battle tech. Battletech, even even the story in Battletech was still kind of wonky. There was a it lot was a more. There was, a, there was a lot more. I mean, it came from a game that does RP or a company that does pretty hardcore RPGs. And and for that, I mean, I at least was able to follow the story in Battletech. Yeah, whereas... they, they had, honestly, they just need a better voice actor for the main person who gives you your quests yeah. in MechWarrior, and that would help a hell of a lot. But. Mm-hmm. True. All that said, I think, is it time for a break? I believe so. Let's take a break. All right, we'll be back.
and we're back. Woo! Woo! <laughs> the way I said that, I was just like a Ric Flair. Oh god! Woo. Oh god! Yeah, or Earl. Yeah, uh, you don't have enough power for Earl. Earl has got his own freaking nuclear generation plant. He has. He, yeah, yeah, he goes. Earl, Earl is his own source of power. Uh, <laughs> Earl is a Dyson sphere. <laughs> yeah. Infinite power. Speaking of Dyson spheres, uh, it is the news section. Okay. So, um, something decidedly crazy is going on in China right now. I mean, it's China. And. I'm no shield for China, but uh, Tencent is going ham on the facial recognition China. Um, <clears throat> software to keep people from playing games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're trying to close a bunch of loopholes from, to allow, to keep younger people from playing games through their parents' accounts or older friends' accounts. Right. Um, there's also some things that are going even further. Um, they and it issued a statement including, I guess, Tencent's the biggest one to sign this, which Tencent has a large market share in Epic and a bunch of other current companies. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, They will cut out any content that distorts history or promotes effeminate behavior. Going beyond this, it says that companies will actively work to prevent breaches of the Chinese government's rules, including stopping the use of foreign gaming platforms. So, Steam. Oh. Oh, that's nice. They want them to strictly abide by the bottom line of content security and resolutely prohibit politically harmful, nihilistic, filthy, pornographic, gory, terrorist, or other illegal content, resolutely resist money worship and other bad cultures. Ooh. Um, with Tencent backing so much of this, again, another reason why I boycott Tencent, um, as much as I possibly can, at least anything directly published by them. Um, now, now I understand the, the, the Dyson Sphere segue okay yeah if if i can help it i usually don't pick up anything but 10 cent but like league of legends is 10 cent like that's kind of one of their one of the biggest games it owns but with them having a big market share with a lot of other things the thing that i'm worried about mm-hmm. is if it starts to affect games across the pond like they can do their stupid bullshit in china because it's motherfucking china and that government is fucked that <laughs> doesn't have to be political <laughs> If, okay. if you tell me otherwise, no matter where you sit politically in U.S. politics, which matters nothing in the rest of the world, like, all of that seems pretty fucked. Well, I mean... It's intolerant bullshit. From a from a gamer standpoint, I would it would suck to be a fucking Chinese gamer. It this, would. I mean, they the make up a big market share of Steam, and I guess they're not going to be able to play Steam games now well, or for only two hours a night. Just from the description the that you gave me is, I mean, all even the if they did... Play, yeah, even if they did were were allowed to play games, the amount of games because of the content restriction that they you know that you just described would you know you're going to be able to put unlimited amount of hours into Hello Kitty Hello Kitty's Island Adventure as long as you don't get any money out of it and you have to like share everything with your fellow neighbor. <clears throat> Okay, but that is like stepping in, stepping on, and stepping off of the soapbox. It is literally it based off of that description. I can't imagine 
anything outside of like a historical sim that would fit the bill. Europa's, I mean, Europa or something like that. Right. And I mean, and even and that then, could have money worship. In right. It. Even then it could be, you know, you know, you have more resources than other people. Um, so for everybody in the West, I encourage you that, uh, the current dictator in China, cause I won't call him anything else at this point, uh, really hates Winnie the Pooh. So send all your Winnie the Pooh love over to China right now. Ah, uh, yeah. Fuck that government. Um, it has it's, nothing to do with the people that are under that fucking regime, but fuck China. Well, the, um, the restriction is, it's only going to make things worse in the gaming space because, I mean, as you said, Tencent has basically got their fingers in a lot well, of things. And the they, last thing that we need to see is would, all of those restrictions being applied to other places, uh, or, some of the systems that are being mandated by the Chinese government being introduced even backhandedly into other, you know, uh, into other spaces like the U.S. or, you know, anything like that. Can you imagine? So, like, being told that I can't fucking play a game on Epic because I don't have a webcam showing my face the entire time. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Um but get out of my house. Know. Yeah, get out of my house. If I can't tell that you're below the age of 18, no, I'm not going to let you play. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, I think the crazier thing here that I'm saying is, like, I don't see the facial recognition technology coming over to the U.S. for that reason. Well, I mean, Unless for we privacy get... reasons, that's, you know, right. that's, that's the, you know, but... But what I am getting with... at, what I am getting at, though, is because they have such a large market share with so many different companies, mm-hmm. Tencent owning so much. Right. And... Let's just face it, like, if you're a company in China, I mean, China is essentially fascist. I mean, they got, the government controls all industry, right? Right. They have to be shills of the government or they die or go to death camps or whatever. So if, like, it's, well, I mean. I mean, yeah, you, yeah. It's the only, one of the only places in the world that still has concentration camps. Let's just face it. So they're always going to be a shill to China because they want to live. Um and unless they start making two versions of games or decide that there isn't money in games in China at this point because nobody can play them for very long. Um, I just hope it doesn't start to affect other video games because they have a lot of studios um, under their belt. I don't see it actually happening outside of China. And the reason why I don't see this happening is as soon as they start adding... Anything that is being mandated by the Chinese government into games outside of China, they're going to get such a massive pushback that they're just not going to sell those games. Uh, And if they can't sell games outside of China, then they might as well only operate in China. Uh, And, you know, that that is uh, that's just that just there is no there's no other, you know, no other free nation that would be okay with the amount of uh you know privacy invasion and restrictions that are you know that are applied well i mean they're not about they're not above affecting everybody else because they literally just declared all cryptocurrency transactions illegal so well there's and that's a double-edged sword now i won't get into the economics of that there is one silver lining to that is it might 
start to bring the silicon surge back up as people start to get rid of graphics cards in China. Well, because China was one of the biggest miners of cryptocurrency. They were, yes. Um, whole towns dedicated uh, to crypto. Oh yeah, it's a whole huge industry over there. But that was mainly because of how the electrical grid worked over there. So, um, yeah, I mean. There are the coal fire shop- grid. Right. There, there were entire shopping malls over there dedicated yes, to so, Bitcoin mining supplies. So the short term is yes, they're going to go ahead and you know and, and make one coin. That's Bitcoin. Only Bitcoin from what I could tell, right? Uh, unless they well, say they said things, all cryptocurrency uh, transactions illegal. Okay. All cryptocurrency that so that just pushes something that could have been regulated into the you know into the black market space. Yeah, literally the headline of the story from TechSpot is People's Bank of China on its website wrote all cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin and Tether, are not fiat currency and cannot be circulated on the market. Right. So now it's black market currency. It's not going to stop it from being generated. It's no, just, it's just it's just going to stop it from being traded on the open market in China. Which is, I mean, the the way that crypto was kind of, you know, crypto well, was never meant to be a, you know, a, a mainstream currency. It well, was meant to be a, uh, uh, a free market currency free because, market it, because it's different from all world economies. Right. But that being said, China accounts for 70% of the world's crypto supply. So that could affect the availability of silicon in the short, not in the short, short term, but in, say, a year from now. Okay, but depending on what they decide in a year, if they decide crypto's okay, when they were already, you know, they were already monitoring, you know, electricity usage and identifying the, you know, the crypto mining shops, like those those malls, they're big, bright, fucking hotspots as far as electrical mm-hmm. use. So you know they're able to actually track that shit down and shut them down, and they have been shutting them down. Um, whether or not that's, level. you know, wh- whether or not that's, you know, without getting super duper, you know, political and going into it, you know, super, you know, super much just from a gamer standpoint, I'm looking at it like, yes, if those, uh, if those mining shops go away, then, you know, that is a, a large amount of, you know, of the equipment, the, the parts, the, the silicon available to, you know, to the market. Will it go to gamers? No, probably you know, probably not. Um, it'll go to mining shops that are outside of China. I'm you know just gonna you know gonna speculate there. The um, the availability of of silicon isn't necessarily you know one hundred percent crypto's fault. It is a big portion of it, but it's not one hundred percent. Just need to get you know, need to get more silicon out to people. And what this is going to, you know, what this is going to do is you're going to see a lot of like used, you know, graphics cards up on the market. So just quick talk about Tencent for just a second. The, we knew Riot Games, they had a hundred percent share. Epic Games, they have a 40% share. Um, the next biggest one is Grinding Gear Games, Path of Exile. They have an yep. 80% share in that. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, they actually even own a little bit of Frontier Development, like 9% share. Yeah. Paradox, 5%. Fat Shark, 36%. Yeah. Um, I, 20% in Discord. Okay. So the biggest ones I see is that have the biggest reaching effect would be Riot Games, obviously. Um, Epic. And, uh, you know, just the largest percentages, you mean? Yeah. You know, just the, the, the thing about... And just Epic is a platform that sells a lot of games right now. Well, I don't give a damn about Fortnite, but Fortnite is the gold that they're using to fund all of that shit right now. Yeah. So, the idea of a, um, a, a foreign company, you know, owning shares in a, you know, in a U.S. market isn't unheard of. It's not unheard of at all. Um, is is it kind of concerning? Yeah, I, I, will, I will give you that. It's a little concerning. It's concerning for potential censorship reasons. But like I said, I don't, I don't care what you, uh, uh, what they are doing in China as much as if they decide that they're going to start blanket putting this shit out outside of china they're going to get you know they're going to see pushback and there's going and people will fucking buy the shares back from them that's the thing uh if if they all of a sudden said you can't play fortnite without a fucking uh without a camera on your face all the fucking times so that we can verify that you are you and that we can shut you off at any particular time that's not gonna fly in california uh that's not gonna fly anywhere in the u.s or anywhere else in the world uh, so as soon as that, those kinds of restrictions go, then their cash cows, their, you know, their money-making machine goes bye-bye. Speaking of, uh, Fortnite, um, Apple blacklisted Epic and won't allow Fortnite back on the app store according to the latest decisions. Shocker. <laughs> well, I mean. Shocker. Technically, by the letter of the contract, Epic Games still did violate the. Terms of service on the terms of service. They did. Um, Shocker! You take me to court, drag uh, drag the company through the fucking court, and uh, they ended up actually getting a favorable judgment, didn't they? You know where uh, where Apple now has to allow uh, for uh, the third party. Third party transactions. Payment. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. So the the that favorable judgment, you know, hurt Apple because now Apple doesn't have a monopoly on their cash shop, and uh, and it's only <laughs> I only saw this coming. Right, this is going. This was going to happen. They're going to be like, and fuck you, <laughs> and uh, you know, and get rid of. Uh, you know, get rid of Epic for that. That so, is, yeah, we'll see what happens. But in other news that might be a little bit more exciting, because we all know that Bethesda games typically seem buggy as fuck when they first come out. Um, apparently, I was looking through Twitter and found a post saying that Bethesda is finally starting up and expanding an internal team for QA and game testing said, the past, these teams were generally external agencies hired on contractual basis, which now makes all the fucking sense in the world. Right. So, 
So they've been outsourcing their QA this whole time. Wow. Um, Which well, that makes a lot of sense. It, make, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, it does. Um, the weakest link of Bethesda was QA. Well, yes. Um, and selling Skyrim seven times, or or using <laughs> or using the same engine over and over again. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, Back to that. <laughs> <argument>. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, the, the, uh, well, the engine allowed for a lot of bugs. It made things work and it technically worked even with the bugs. It's just the bugs didn't cause like rampant crashes. It just caused like, you know, glitches and shit. Right. Like, Um, uh, you know, half of your companion NPC's body just like not spawning for whatever reason. The the glitch where if you got hit by the fucking giant's, you know, club, you ended up shooting into space. It became right. a meme, and then it never got fixed because, I mean, that was, like, not or, an intentional thing, but or it still like, was funny as fuck. Or, like, in Skyrim, getting flattened by a giant and falling through the map. Oh, yeah. I mean... Or launch, launching launching sky. Yeah, launching directly into space. <laughs> Dragonborn takes flight um not getting a, you know getting their own internal qa might quash those bugs before we or, end up seeing them or a chunk of them or at least you know a good portion of them because they at least they will be able to have a more direct response to uh you know to the coding yeah and not take them you know two to three years to address them there well i mean if if you're looking at contracted QA, you're looking at, you know, a, a company that's being basically, you know, coming up to, you know, or putting out a, um, a job posting saying, do you like to play video games? Would you like to be paid to play video games? Apply for, you know, play, apply for this contract position and you can play video games and get paid for it for three months. And they're just picking up people randomly off the street to play the video game and they don't necessarily know exactly what they're looking for or how to even report a bug. Or exactly what hardware that person has. Or, yeah, or I mean, most of those, if if they're being tested for consoles, will get a test console for yeah. know, for that type of thing. But the, 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 the reality is, is that there isn't a standardization in the QA department for it. There's, there's not like the bug report of... A bug report from the average beta user is really shitty. Like, for instance, you know, just end users reporting bugs is pretty terrible. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, all you have to do is go look at any of those support forums and see how many times uh, somebody who works for the company replies to somebody's post saying, here is how to... T- to take a copy of your error log. Now, attach this to a reply. <laughs> but those error logs don't necessarily catch everything. So, for instance, right, in, but, in video game QA, you're expecting somebody that's sitting there, sure, they're getting paid for this, mind you, but they're not getting paid to play the game or experience the story of the, of the game. What they're really getting paid for is to take their character, walk up to a wall, and jump. And then jump a bunch, a bunch of other times at different angles at that wall to see if they can get through that wall. And if they can get through that wall, 
then they need to find out, then they need to detail exactly how they were able to get through the wall and try to recreate it so that it can be a recreatable bug so that it can be Game testing sounds horrible. Game testing is like soul crushingly bad. And anybody that has ever worked in a, you know, as a QA tester for a game company can attest to you. It's not about playing the game. It is about jumping at a pixel and hoping that if something does happen, you're able to recreate it so that you can, uh, you know, create a, a proper bug report. And it is just, it's just mind numbingly bad. Um, but it's an, it's an essential portion of, uh, of game design because otherwise you wouldn't know. Right. Um, and yeah. game uh, games that don't go through a good QA prog- uh, process ends up finding, you know, you, you end up finding those bugs in the wild and having to fix them once they're in the public eye, which is why Bethesda ends up getting so much flack for it, right? Yep. So, <clears throat> uh, other news. One of the uh, larger, should we say... Uh, possible roadblocks to the Steam Deck uh, that was coming up is the fact that a lot of anti-cheat software out there treats Proton as a cheat software. Okay. Uh, Explain to us what Proton is there, guy. Proton is basically the, for lack of a better term, term, emulator that allows you to play Windows games on Linux. Okay. 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 So, so a lot of anti-cheat software see it as a cheat, even though it's not because right? it's an emulator. It's a because it's an emulator. It's a stand-in for a yeah. operating system. Yeah. Um. So, one of the largest anti-cheat softwares out there is actually Epic's Easy Anti-Cheat. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Couple days ago, on twenty third, they announced that. They are extending support for their anti-cheat software to Linux and Mac, which actually helps Steam Deck. Of course, because Steam Deck is you know comes with uh, with the uh, Linux distro that what, they use for uh, right. Yeah, SteamOS. SteamO Steam primarily uses Proton as part of SteamOS. For compatibility issues. For compatibility issues. Um, And so that will actually greatly expand uh, the library of games that's playable through Proton, which was a actual, real, and large limitation for Proton in the beginning. Well, it basically, any, any competitive game that, you know, that includes... You know, mm-hmm. the easy anti-cheat couldn't have been played on it because yeah. you end up getting kicked immediately. Yeah. Um, it might have been able to now, launch, but it, you wouldn't have been able yeah. to play. Not now online, that, anyway. Now, that said, this doesn't guarantee that every game supported right away because the developer, these developers still have to patch the game for it. Yeah, but... Right, to allow it. Most of them, of course, you can expect to be patched um but i mean that's also a very real variable as well so yeah but it is good news and i mean 
to be honest, anything that makes Linux even more viable, I think, is just good for the space in general. Um, Microsoft and Windows have had such a monopoly on that space for so long. Yeah, but the amount of Linux, you know, amount of Linux gamers, I'm, I'm guessing. I haven't looked up the, you know, the Steam charts, but I'm guessing it's in the one percent range or less. Uh, it's about eight percent. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? You know the. Uh, this uh, is confirmable. Yes. You know what does what uh, Steam? Now that said, I'm getting that second hand hardware survey. I'm getting that second hand from Linus Tech Tips. But. Uh, well, I'm actually pulling up the hardware survey right now, just so you know the uh, the latest hardware survey was uh, August of uh, 2021. Windows 10 bits. Linux uh, is showing a total of 1.02%. I was pretty okay. fucking close. 1.02%. Um, Windows makes up 96.49%. And you know what the difference was? It was a difference percent change of 0.02%. So <laughs> I was actually nice. right on. Nice. So, so, <laughs> um, but depending on how many Steam decks sell, that could be a thing because right. they're the majority. My my bet is that the majority of people who actually buy a Steam Deck aren't going to go through the trouble of uh, running a separate Windows distribution on it. I mean, we, yeah, but they ran into the same situation with the uh, uh, with uh, the fucking Steam console uh, that they were trying to sell yeah. and fucking failed on. Uh, they ran into the exact same issue trying to get games available to you know to the console because it ran a, a Linux distro. Um, yes, I understand. This is going to improve compatibility for games that use EC anti cheat, but it's only going to be those games, <laughs> and that's going to be some games that include you know that that are uh, competitive enough like competitive shooters that use the anti-cheat because most of that the vast majority of those games i just got finished looking at games list mm -hmm. uses epics right easy anti-cheat so it's it's just it's just the competitive games which is going to yeah. be a, pre a pretty good portion of that but i wager to say that if you're playing a competitive game on a steam deck you're probably playing it wrong <laughs> um you're gonna well, want to have you know you're gonna want to have a, a much better connection than wi-fi uh <laughs> but i will say that a lot of games are optimated optimized for 1080 as 1080 is one of the largest overall it's 1080 resolution is 68 percent of all steam users use basic hg yeah well so i mean FPS is a big thing, right? You can get more FPS if you stick with 1080. Well, considering the vast majority of the the cards on uh, Steam's hardware survey at the top of the list are still 10 series cards. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, well, the 2060 is the number two card on Steam now. It's, wow. Okay. This, which ain't bad. 2060. Uh -huh. All right. We you have. And uh, I, I wager that the 2060s Granted, that you see there are from some, laptops. Well, not only that, but some some of that's also the uh, 
um, the re-release of the 2060 that several of the... That's true, too. Um, You're in the 0.36% range, Rusty. Yeah. Of course I am. I've always been in the top 1%. What's the resolution for... I'm really curious. What's the resolution for your desktop? Uh, it's 3440. 3440? I think it is. That is uh, 1.02% of all gamers. Well, yeah, not all. There aren't very many gamers that actually game in ultra-wide. Yeah, but well, I'm in a... Is it 3440? Uh, 3440 by 1440. Sounds like... No, yeah, because it's right. basically 1440 stretched way the fuck out. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, you're at 1.02%, and I like 4K, so I'm at 1.99%. But 1440 is on the rise at 9.27%. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm counted there in both because I came both in 4K and at 1080. I flip back and forth. Depending on what monitor I'm on. It depends on what I'm doing, right? Like, I was just showing you, like, MechWarrior used to like 1440, and now it's working good at 4K again. So I guess I'm back to sticking. I do 1440 on pillars mm -hmm. because the icons are too fucking small, mm. um, and I can't see them. Um and then it optimizes well with Steam Link in 1440 to have the icons big enough for me to see on the screen. I know that playing Final Fantasy, I actually have to scale up the UI uh, because it's tiny <laughs> yeah. on on my ultra wide. Like even even you know at just 100% resolution, you know on the ultra wide, I have too much screen space now. Um, and yeah. the, the icons are super duper fucking uh, tiny. I have to, you know, I have to go to like 140% resolution. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember when Warcraft, UI. I finally got up to 1080 resolution in Warcraft. I was like, I can't see the fucking icons. They're kind of tiny. I had to get, you know, the, the mod to enlarge them. Right. And it was just a cluster in the middle of my screen. Yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty much what, I don't what know it's that like. I could ever game it ultra wide. It's, it's actually really fucking good. It, it takes a little bit of getting used to, but then, it, you know, but my main focus is right at the middle of the screen, right? But I'm able to get, you know, peripheral vision. I can see shit happening from the left and the right that you would normally miss, which is an, you know, another reason why in competitions they don't allow ultra wides because it adds extra yeah. field of view. Um, you know, it's always going to be like a 16 by 9 screen at, at maximum, right? Uh, so I I right. like my ultra wide because of the extra uh, screen space, but I also give companies a lot of shit for not catering to the 1% right. of users that actually use wide. The only upgrade I have left right now is just getting a a monitor that's 120 hertz or better. Well, if I had unlimited money, I would be like, surround me. I want the ultra, ultra, ultra wide. I want the, I want the one that has a screen curve that is like almost the curvature of the earth. Give it to me. Oh, you want, <laughs> you want that big ass Samsung one that's like this wide? I honestly, I mean, if you really want a great experiment, Super sample the fuck out of your VR headset and play a game that's not in VR uh -huh. on the VR big screen. It's pretty, pretty I, trippy. I mean, I could, but it's an Oculus, so I would always know. <laughs> <laughs> so I would always see the screen door. I would always know. Except my Oculus. I'm, I, 
I'm not going to buy a fucking Oculus, another Oculus, because goddamn. Um, Anyways. Anywho. I don't know that I've found much more news. I think about Peter did out. Yeah. There really wasn't much in the last week. Not much. Um, We're going to be kind of dry till closer to the end of the year as far as news goes. Well, there's, you know, just coming out here in the next... uh, uh, I think it's in the next few, you know, next few days is uh, New World. New World is coming out. Yeah. Um, it because I'm in an in the MMO space, I hear about a bunch about it. Especially considering a lot of the people who are playing Final Fantasy fourteen have come over from WoW because of all of the shit that's happening with Blizzard. Um, there's a lot of talk about you know about New World. And there is, there's basically a, just a couple camps. There's people who are just looking for something different, something new, uh, in the MMO space, and the other people are like, "I will never spend money for a Jeff Bezos uh, uh, video game." And that's. I mean, do you go Amazon Prime? I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you don't, I, I can understand. But if you I'm do, just, I'm just apprehensive only on the fact that there's. There was issues with thirty series cards. Well, it may have already been resolved. They've like resolved that. that already. Yeah, that's and that wasn't necessary. They had already, you know, just as an update to that. Um, I mean, in you know, Nvidia and the you know the chip maker, the card makers said that it wasn't a new world issue. That was a silicon issue. That was that was something that was you know on the hardware that you know that had failed. So it it was just that that game had driven the hardware to the breaking point where it would normally would have, you know, succeeded. And honestly, the amount of cards that broke compared to the amount of people who played the beta, um, you know, the number is fairly small, but of course it's going to be super vocal because of the card shortage, right? Honestly, for me, the <clears throat> I'm looking out for Disciples Liberation coming out next month. Right. And to see if that's any good and back for blood next month and then Icarus. And then on the in between, I'm going to beat a campaign of Pillars of Eternity too. Yeah. Um I will beat Diablo, which I should have no problem with, and then probably beat Yakuza within the next month. Right. I'm going to continue to play Final Fantasy fourteen and finally meet my goal of leveling every you know, every job to its max level one month before all the max levels change. <laughs> uh, and then uh, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, of course I'm looking forward to the expansion for Final Fantasy 14. I will have more to report on that because I'll be playing the fuck out of that. Uh, and I'll be playing Icarus while you're playing that. Well, I mean, it's not like I'm not going to, you know, exclusively play Final Fantasy 14, but I mean for the first few, you know, first few weeks of Endwalker, I'm definitely going to be playing the fuck you out. Might, I, so, coming out next month, which I did not realize, and I just realized this now because I was digging through stuff as we were talking. Uh-huh. Um, the Riftbreaker is coming out next month as well. Oh, that's the uh, the, the, the mech you so know, it's kind of like a building it's, game. It's a base building game RTS game kind of like uh, um, They Are Billions. 
Yeah. So you're building, um, you're building, you're building a, a, fight. Settle- a settlement and then you're defending it versus uh, enemy hordes. Right. So you build up a base and then you play a twin stick shooter during the defense. Right. Which is kind of a neat concept. I remember seeing and playing played- a little bit of it, but it was kind of wonky, you know, on the, uh, you know, on the prologue, the, you know, the, you know, the, the demo that came out summer of last year. Yeah. Playable demo. It was kind of wonky. Uh, so I just kind of said, oh, this is a neat concept. Let's see what happens with it. So is Far Cry 6. Um, you know, I think me and Rusty are talking about this. <laughs> playing Far Cry probably. Um, the, well, me and Ubi don't necessarily mix anymore as much as, you know, I, I, I say this, but I've played every Far Cry, right? I've given every Far Cry a shot. I've played each one of them, uh, with the exception of, I think, the original Far Cry. I didn't finish that one. I did. Um, I played the fuck out of 2. I really liked 2. Yeah, well, 2 had all the Hilarious. new systems and shit in it, right? You know, had the new, you know, the fire system and, you it know. had the fire system, but it didn't have the towers, I don't think, though. No, it didn't have the towers, but it did have, like... You know the blood diamonds and the you know the the radar and you know the fire system was the biggest you know biggest change I, to Far Cry Two. I think over the next the next few months I'll be checking out indies if I check out new stuff for the most part, and then keep you guys up to date on what indies are really decent. The Kenna Bridge of Spirits trailer came out not too long ago. Um, and that was an, I remember seeing that and being interested in it. So I might be able to you know to pick up something in the meantime. Um, we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see for sure. Yeah, but I think we're at a good place to stop. Yeah, fucking eleven years, guys. Eleven yep. fucking years. Shitload of people. Yeah, have been on this show. Yeah, and we're <laughs> the three fuckers still. <laughs> we're still sitting around this fucking table <laughs> so yeah with that jason where can you find us find us at tiltcast.com find us on facebook and twitter.com slash tiltcast our youtube channels youtube.com slash real tiltcast search for us on itunes and spotify subscribe find some friends of the show you got cabbage kbg you've got nocorders.net you've got bmfcast.com for the love of gaming picking up the pixels and tvgp.tv they do amazing things and they're also on steam and with that it's the end of the show all righty peace